Hello and welcome. Today I'm going to talk about some interesting words which are very important to be able to pass the B1 Cambridge exam and more specifically part one because there you have some words which perhaps are not really very frequent but they appear in the B1 glossary. They seem a little formal. I'm going to talk about those words today and I'm going to finish with a, a short story as well which uses those words. So here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbra and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. And if you are a B1 level student trying to reach B2 level, then I recommend my book, The Tudor Conspiracy. Come over to practicingenglish.com and you'll see a picture of the front cover. Click on that and it will take you to the page where you can buy the book. As a teacher of B1 English and other levels too, but today I'm talking about B1 English, I have analysed the texts used in the exam in great detail. And I've noticed there are some words which appear again and again. And if you don't know those words, it'll be difficult to answer the questions correctly. The words I'm going to mention today, just a few, very few in fact, some key words which are not very intuitive perhaps. Um, perhaps Latin-based languages don't use these words in the same way. The first word I'm going to talk about is arrangements. Now, that's the noun from the verb to arrange. That's A-R-R-A-N-G-E. And the noun arrangement, so that's with M-E-N-T, or often used in the plural with an S on the end. Arrangements. What are arrangements? Arrangements are what we make, because you make arrangements, when we are organizing something. For example, if you're going to have a birthday party, well, then you will make arrangements for that party. And what arrangements will you make? Well, for example, buy some drinks for people, and buy some food for people, your guests who are coming. Contact the guests and tell them they are invited to the party etc, etc. Or some music as well, perhaps. So those are uh, arrangements. You make the arrangements. My next word is available. Available. I find it sometimes difficult to describe this word in other words. And often I might translate to my Spanish students. Available is that it is there. So if you go, for example, to a shoe shop and you want to buy some yellow shoes and in the shop they have red shoes and green shoes and blue shoes 
but you see they have no yellow shoes. You ask the shop assistant, and they say, sorry, we have none available. We do not have any yellow shoes. There are none available at the moment. Coming in next week, perhaps, but not at the moment. So that's available, meaning you have it or you don't have it. Is it, is it available? Do you have your phone on you? I, I need to make a call. I'm sorry, I, it's not available. Hmm. Now, that's a bit formal. And I'm going to talk about that as well, really, because these words I'm looking at today are quite formal. And so they might be used in some situations, but not in others. Let's go on. My next one here is suitable. Another word which I find difficult to describe in English. Suitable. If you go to a wedding, well, in many countries in Western Europe, you'll be expected to dress in a suit, a tie, um, perhaps, uh, well, very formal clothes. Very smart, very formal. If you go to that wedding and you are dressed in a t-shirt and jeans, we could say perhaps, well, we could say definitely that your clothes are not suitable for the wedding. They are too informal. If you're going, for example, for a walk in the rain, well, then you need to dress in a suitable way. You need to wear clothes which will protect you against the rain. A raincoat, a hat maybe, an umbrella, long trousers, boots, things like that are suitable clothes. Suitable. Spelled S-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. Suitable. Right. Um, what else have I got here? Okay. Another word which occurs often in B1 is announcement. And the verb to announce... So the verb to announce is A-N-N-O-U-N-C-E and announcement, the noun, with M-E-N-T on the end. And an announcement is something which gives information. It could be over the loudspeaker system. Ladies and gentlemen, we regret to inform you that the next flight to London Heathrow will be delayed. Okay, that is an announcement. An announcement could also be in a written form as well. Maybe you receive an email at your work announcing some news. So it's informative. It informs somebody about something. An announcement. And to announce is the verb. Then I've got to attend. To attend. A-double-T-E-N-D. This is another formal word which means to go to some event. For example, if you go to an English class, well, then you could say that you have attended that class. You are attending the English class to attend a meeting, to go to a meeting. Right, so the next bit then, why are these words important for Cambridge B1? Well, as I said, in part one of the reading... These words come up again and again. Arrangements. Okay, I'm looking at a, a B1 exam paper here, part one. And the question, well, as you know in part one, what happens is that you have some messages. They could be notices, 
something posted onto a wall, something stuck on a wall, or it could be an email message, and they often show the picture of a mobile phone and the text, a text message. Now, what they do in the B1 part one is to offer you three alternatives, one of which, one of which mean the same as the message. So what does that mean they have to do? They have to use synonyms. They have to use words or number of words which mean the same or describe what's in the message. And they won't usually repeat the same words. Now, in this particular one that I'm looking at, it's about the mother who is writing to Jeffrey and telling him that he must tell dad that he has to pick up his sister and take her home. So what are these? They are arrangements. Where it says as A, the first option, Jeffrey has to check his sister knows about the arrangements for getting home is the right answer. But if you don't know the word arrangement, it'll be difficult to answer that question. Now, the other one then is suitable and it comes in the next question. And the notice you have to look at here, it's a description of a book. And in the end, it says, fun for all the family. A book which is fun for all the family. And now option B says, not suitable for people under a certain age. Not suitable. And therefore, you will know that that is not the right answer. Because if it is fun for all the family, it is suitable. It is suitable for people under a certain age. Okay, I'm going to go now to another part of this um, exam I have in front of me. Again, part one. A message here which says that uh, the heavy snow is expected and there may be delays on the trains and buses. Check the website regularly as some schools may be closed tomorrow. Now, the option, which is the right option, says that students should watch for announcements in case they are unable to attend classes tomorrow. This is an announcement. It is a message with information. And we have the word attend, which means go to, go to class, attend classes. So that is the right answer. So, but we must know those words if we're going to answer the question properly. And my final example here, there is a menu that you have to read through and you have three options. And on the menu, it says, see below for our regular dishes or for today's specials. So you've got two types of food. You've got the regular dishes and today's specials. And the answer is, we have more food available apart from what's written on the menu. So therefore, this word available is really important because you have to know what it means if you're going to know this is the right answer. Now, the thing is that although these words are very common in part one of the exam, they're not really very common words when we're talking colloquially. I thought it would be nice to write a story 
about somebody who uses too many formal words. It's something which happens. I think some people who feel shy and find it difficult to converse or to talk to other people often use language which is not suitable, and it means they sound sometimes a little strange. So I've written a short story about that. Listen for these formal words then, and the dialogue, as I say, should be much more colloquial. I'll put these phrases with the formal words in the show notes. And what I'd like you to do is to think of a more colloquial and suitable way of using those words. More suitable way of expressing yourself in a more colloquial, informal way. So remember what the words are. They are arrangements, available, suitable, announcement, and to attend. Okay, so here we go with the story. It's called The Picnic. I hope you enjoy it. The Picnic by M.A. Bilborough. This is a story for B1 students. Copyright M.A. Bilborough. Yes, I'd love to go for a picnic with you on Sunday, she had said. Marvin remembered these words as if they were words from a play. He remembered how she had said them too. Her voice was soft and gentle, and there had been a smile on her face that made his knees go weak. I'll make the arrangements, Marvin had then said, but the word was too formal as usual. Arrangements? Sylvia asked. Yes, I I mean... I could cook an omelette, Sylvia suggested. Oh, I, I don't want to give you any trouble. I'm sure I have a few eggs available. I could make it. Sylvia smiled again. But it isn't any trouble. I'd love to make an omelette. Marvin realised that he said the wrong thing. Yes, yes, of of course. That would be marvellous. I'll make a salad then, uh, and something for dessert. Tiramisu, for example. He was so nervous now that he was talking for the sake of talking. He didn't even know what tiramisu was exactly. Wow, replied Sylvia. You are clever. I've no idea how to make tiramisu. Marvin wasn't very good at thinking quickly, but an excuse suddenly came into his head. Actually, I'm not sure I have suitable ingredients for tiramisu. And I suppose it involves a lot of work. I could bring some ice cream instead. There was a pause while Sylvia was thinking that wasn't such a good idea, especially on a warm summer's day, and Marvin was thinking the same. What time shall I fetch you? asked Marvin quickly, changing the subject. Unless you'd like to pick me up, he added, and then wished he hadn't said that. Actually, I don't have a car, don't you remember? 
I've been getting the bus to work. Of course, of course. I'll pick you up then. Would you be available at six o'clock? Six? Isn't this a picnic lunch? I meant eleven, in the morning, he said, and he started to pull at his right ear with his first finger and thumb, as he always did when he was really nervous. That conversation had taken place on Friday. The new girl, who had started work in the office just ten days ago, had agreed to go on a picnic with Marvin on Sunday. Even though Marvin was 44, he had never been on a picnic before with anyone, except when he was a child with his parents. Yesterday, the weather forecast on his mobile phone app had said Sunday would be a bright, sunny day. At ten o'clock on Sunday morning, however, Marvin was standing in his living room, looking out into the garden at the pouring rain. From the look of the dark grey sky, it didn't look like the rain would stop. Now what? Marvin had no idea what to do. Why didn't Sylvia call? Marvin went through the possibilities in his head. Picnic in the rain. Bad idea. Picnic somewhere else. Where? At his house. That wouldn't be a picnic. His mobile phone rang. Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia, said Marvin. I suppose you have an announcement to make. I imagine you won't be able to attend. What a horrible day. We'll have to call off the picnic, of course. Yes, yes, of course, said Marvin, although he wanted to say something else, such as, why don't we go to the cinema, or something like that. But he didn't because he was too shy. It's a shame, of course, because, as you know, I'm leaving next week. Marvin said nothing. He couldn't believe what he had just heard. B-b-pardon? I'm leaving next week. I'm on a work experience program for two weeks. That finishes on Wednesday. Didn't you know? She asked. Marvin didn't know. Probably because he spoke very little to anybody at work. He rarely knew what was going on. So, so it will be difficult to make any more arrangements for today, he said at last. Yes. That's right, said Sylvia. I suppose it will. Never mind. I'll see you at work tomorrow, she said, and hung up. Marvin slowly put his mobile phone down on the table. He felt the silence of his living room. It pushed down on him like a heavy weight. He moved towards the window and looked out at the rain. He imagined he could hear it falling on the grass, outside, despite the thick glass in the window. It seemed to be making a quiet laughing sound, laughing at the lonely man called Marvin. And that's the end of the story.
I'll just point out then the use of the words that he used, which are too formal, and some alternatives. What did you come up with? Well, obviously, there are no wrong answers or right answers. But when he said at the beginning of the story, I'll make the arrangements about the picnic, he could have just said, I'll get the food and buy something to drink. Something much more informal. And then later, he said that he would uh, make an omelette and that he had a few eggs available. Perhaps he could have just said, I have a few eggs. And then he said that um, he wasn't sure if he had suitable ingredients for tiramisu. Well, he could have just said the right ingredients. I'm not sure if I have the right ingredients. And then he says at the end, it'll be difficult to make any more arrangements for today. He could have said more informally, it's going to be difficult to do anything else. To do anything else. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and the story. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thank you.